You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about easy listening. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Hello, welcome in. I am very excited about this topic. This topic is essential to my informal learning path over several years, actually, but I've started paying much more attention to the art of listening in my study, things that I research and learn about and then apply. But then also, I've just, as a result, naturally, it's shown up a lot in my life in a very practical way. I wanted to bring this topic to you as an opportunity to provide a few practical tips and suggestions on being a better listener. And we'll talk about why that is so valuable and how it can actually bring so much ease into your relationships, being in excellent listening mode versus some of the other ways we're socialized to interact. Now, the thing I was thinking is most people think that they're good drivers, but people are much less likely to claim that they're good listeners. I went out in a couple of groups and asked for people to rate themselves. Do you think you're a fantastic listener, that you're an okay listener, but you wish you could do it better? If you're like, what, were you asking me a question? <laughs> or something else. And it was really interesting to see that when people were given the opportunity to poll anonymously, that most of them admitted that they're not really good listeners or that they tend to check out and be in their mind a lot. I have been studying something called motivational interviewing, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. This episode came about after a day. I had been in many of the roles in my life. I was listening to colleagues. I was listening to corporate clients. I was listening to my son, and I was listening to my coaching clients. And I just noticed how listening is such an important part of those different relationships, but that my default setting of listening was different in those different areas. I thought that was really fascinating. If I'm listening to my colleagues, it's a little bit more like of a volley. I'm kind of hearing the things that support my point of view. If I'm being really honest, I think a lot of us do that. We like to interact informally with people who see the world we do. Or if they see things differently, they at least show up with the same values or personality quirks, that kind of thing. I'm listening to clients. It, it's very interesting. I was really reflecting on over the different kinds of corporate jobs that I've had, if I'm listening to an external client or an, a client internal to the organization, how calibrated my thinking gets about, it's almost like a, a little mental game of chess. I was listening to my son and one of my sons talks constantly, 
he maybe he needs his own podcast. Our relationship is one where he really likes to riff on ideas. Our relationship is where we can talk about things that are unpopular. It's a little bit of a debate relationship. But I was listening to him and he's developing the art of thinking and speaking at the same time. And I was thinking, oh, there's just so many words here tonight because I had already been in so many conversations that day. And then in a coaching conversation, I am in a, it is like I'm physically transformed by the type of listening that I lock into when I'm in session as a coach. I was thinking, oh, there's a very, like, I have a very interesting, different default listening style in these different areas, and it might be worth exploring intentionally. And then I started paying attention to how other people listen or don't listen. And that's when things got really fascinating. One of the things that I notice is that most people listen to solve. They listen. What's the problem here? What's the solution? Even a lot of coaches, I find it very, my feathers get really ruffled. And I didn't even realize that's what it was. When someone makes an assumption about what I'm thinking or experiencing, or when they just tell me a solution. I get really prickly about that. And now I understand why. So there is a technique called motivational interviewing. It's something that's taught to healthcare professionals. And it's something that has been studied to be extremely effective in helping people manage addiction. I read a couple of the books and I find them fascinating There's a link in the show notes to Stephen Rolnick's website where he has a lot of short little videos that explain some of these techniques. One of the videos, it's just a couple minutes long, and it talks about what they label the writing reflex. It's something that I think we're really socialized to do is to equate caring or nurturing with solving So you see this a lot of times in caregiver and child relationships where the kid's working on the puzzle and someone will come in and be like, oh, that's you. It goes right over here. We jump in to solve the problem. In my coaching sessions, I talk about when we do that to others, when it's done to us or when we do that to ourselves, it's really icky. It's It assumes that that you don't know how to solve the problem unless someone comes in and crams an answer in your face. The motivational interviewing technique, talking about the writing reflex, I thought was so fascinating because I see it constantly. Someone that I work with, and it doesn't even matter the conversation, it, there's no absorbing or listening to the topic being discussed. It's just a solution. Well, you should just do this. Well, you should just do that. Well, you, and it's so dismissive. And I think they think they're being helpful, but it actually, it it puts a lot of pressure on the relationship. And I was thinking about kind of in contrast that in these roles of my life and this focus I've had on studying the art and science of listening, how much more joyful the relationships are when I'm locked into my listening mode and how easy it is in the sense that it provides me an incredible amount of ease and presence in every conversation I'm in when I show up willing to listen and I avoid that super annoying writing reflex. So today I want to talk about four things. I want to talk about the act of listening, 
This is actually Bodies and Ears tuned in. The Art of Listening. Questions that can help you amplify paying attention to make you a better listener and how to make listening easy or at least a little bit easier than it might feel today. I think smart people have a really hard time listening because we're constantly running it through the filter of what we know and what we can contribute and is there a problem I can solve here? I think the more we're engaged intellectually, it can be trickier to be a great listener. So let's talk first about the act or actions of listening. Our minds will make a very either subtle or a very concerted decision, obvious decision, whether or not we're going to listen or not. Maybe you find yourself thinking, I don't want to listen to this, and you find yourself checking out mentally and disengaging. The act of listening is first deciding I am here to be present and listening with my mind. It's opening the mind into receptive mode versus closed down, checking out mode. And then there's the act of listening with your body. Sometimes when we think of listening, we think of kind of leaning in and making eye contact and maybe there's a time of and place for that. Years ago, I was studying a lot about male and female brains and male and female socialization and this idea that in some instances, leaning in eye contact can feel a little bit intense or even aggressive. And they advise in cases where maybe you're having a difficult conversation that a sit-down face-to-face conversation is the opposite of the body language you might engage the act of listening sometimes could be shoulder to shoulder, walking, just kind of checking in with eye contact, but also letting, especially if the conversation's sensitive or there's vulnerability, you know, not being all up in their space, either physically or psychologically with physical cues. So think about for yourself with conversations you're in, like of the act of listening, of whether you notice times you're intentionally tuned in, ready to listen. Imagine you bought tickets to an amazing show. I'm taking my my kid in the spring to a magic show. I love grown-up magic. <laughs> I really do. And and I know when we're there, we're going to be paying attention. We're going to be listening. We're actually going to be in extra listening mode because I've seen this person before. You're not really sure how they do what they do. So we're going to be in a mental space where we are ready to listen versus other instances where it's like, maybe we don't like that person. Maybe we're not, we don't think it's important and we check out. And then of course, what is your body doing when you're listening? You may not even really be aware of this all the time. So pay attention what your body is doing and in different types of conversations, casual, playful, difficult professional notice whether you intuitively adjust your body and whether there's anything you could alter to make the act of listening intentional, but add that sense of, yeah, this is kind of, it makes the conversation easier. Now the art of listening. I love coaching so, so much because I listen with my eyes. I listen with my ears. I listen with my hands. I am all in the act of listening. It may look like I'm just sitting and taking it all in, 
but there are so many places in my body that are activated in the art of listening. I listen for what they're saying. I'm listening for what they're not saying. I'm listening for where they're editing their story in real time. I'm listening for when they are formulating the thought as they go. You may have even heard that just now. I kind of looked up in the corner of my room and slowed down. It's like I was waiting for the thought to arrive. What the level of safety is. So in coaching, we sometimes have very, very personal conversations. And I listen for indicators for how safe that person is with me in the conversation and how safe they are with themselves. I listen to the words they're using and the words they're avoiding. I listen for what they mean when they use one word versus another. We'll sometimes even go into that. So the art of listening, it's so natural for me to do it in coaching now after what, how long have I been coaching? Seven, eight years now that I lock into this mode mentally. I don't like, I'm not a terminator. (laughs) That'd be actually super cool. Do, 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 do. I'm a robot in disguise and I go into coach mode. But it's really fun to notice that listening is the job, like listening and then applying strategic thinking is the job in coaching and how exciting it is when I take that same artfulness into other areas of my life. And that moves into questions that listen. It's interesting to think about when we ask a question, we're revealing our thoughts. When I had that understanding it really kind of blew my mind. I started to notice that the way I asked questions in coaching was influencing the way the conversation would evolve. Of course it does. A question asked influences the direction of the conversation. That's a question's job. I started to think about questions that listen, questions that activate self-listening and questions that activate better listening with others. With myself, I ask questions like, how can I listen better to this part of me that is scared, elated, uncertain, confident? Like, I want to learn to be a better listener to these different ways my brain is reacting to situations. What is important for me to pay attention to right now? If I really want to listen to my inner wisdom, to the part of me that may have information that I haven't yet heard, I ask that question, what is important for me to pay attention to now? And then questions with others. So use questions that reflect back their individual words. That signals on various levels that you are listening. Use a different palette of words. Sometimes it can actually be very good listening to reflect back what they said in different words so that they can No, okay, so they heard me and they're giving me something to volley with. Like I'm like I'm giving them another way to describe the story, which can help them see that I'm listening. It's a little bit tricky to just talk about, but it you know, either reflecting their words or reflecting different words can both be signals that I am deeply, deeply listening. Ask questions like, why are they telling me this now? When we're in a conversation, we're sharing details that we think are important or that our mind, even maybe not consciously, thinks are important. Noticing 
what they're telling you and why they're telling you those details now can be an amazing way to form your next question and show that you're engaged in listening. Then the last thing, how to make listening easy. Do you find it hard to listen sometimes or do you find it really easy to listen? I think the answer is probably, you know, it depends. It's sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. And if you want to make listening a skill that is easy for you to apply in a lot of different areas of your life, here are a couple of suggestions. Is first, decide in advance why you want to listen. Are you there to develop a relationship? Are you there to increase trust? Are you there to learn? Are you there to see whether there's a puzzle you can solve together? What's the purpose of you deciding that you want to be a better listener in a certain relationship or area of your life or in this particular conversation? Decide in advance how you want to handle the urges to be distracted. Maybe you have a a little bit of impatience or even defensive. I think that as humans, we obviously talk to each other and we have reactions to what is said back and forth. I mean, I've worked a lot with people about relationships. I've even worked with couples over the years. Of course, we react to other people's words. There's entire fields of study on how we react to other people's words. So I think where we have an opportunity to evolve our emotional maturity and show up and give ourselves some ease in conversation is just to decide in advance. If I'm feeling distracted, impatient, or defensive, how do I want to notice that? What may be indicators that I'm noticing that? And what do I want to do about it so that it's not derailing you from participation? That is a quick primer on the beautiful art of easy listening. We talked about the act or actions of listening with your mind and your body, the art of listening, really paying attention to the subtleties, questions that you can ask to make listening easy and amplify how you're paying attention. Then a couple of suggestions for how to get into an easy mode with listening. So my invitation for you is over the next week is to listen deeply to yourself and others. Do you notice when your mind wanders? Get curious about why. What about when you're preparing your contribution? Like you're listening in order to defend or to contribute. Do you feel relaxed or tense when you're listening or something else in between? Just be a student of your natural listening. Notice how you react to the way other people listen to you. The more we practice the art of skillful listening, the easier life gets. One of the things that prompted a deeper exploration is that I can go into coaching sessions and I always come out with at least the same amount of energy I went in, but most often I come out of coaching with more energy which is interesting because it's one of the most intense intellectual things that I do in my life. So how is it that I'm doing all of this like air traffic control in a coaching session and I come out feeling more energized than when I started a shift of coaching sessions, as it were? And I think it's because that is the area of my life where listening itself has become easy. It's freed up 
energy for other resources. And it's the best thing in the world that I do for my relationships. You know, like my younger son, I treasure the fact that he loves to bring difficult and curious and intense topics and workshop them with me. And I think it's because I, I'm a really great listener. I'm really a great listener. And I'm trying to notice the relationships where maybe I'm more of a, you know, that problem solver. I do that writing reflex and I, and I don't just open up to the ease of listening and invite people to solve their puzzles themselves or collaboratively with me. Go out this week and see what you notice that could be areas where you could totally amplify your listening skills. And I promise you will feel so much at ease. And I wouldn't be surprised if people just love being around you when you're in your best listening self. All right, until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.